Ladies and gentlemen, this is your captain speaking. Please make sure your seatbelt is securely fastened, your tray table is in an upright and locked position, and that you are ready to get weird and think different. Please prepare for takeoff. Today is Wednesday, January 15th, and we're going to the club. In this club, in this club. That's right. On today's episode, we have a very special guest joining us. His name is Edo Kawuba, and he is the founder and CEO of Dope Promotions. Now, I like to say that I raised Edo into the man that he is today. We go way, way back. Edo was just a young, small little pup as a freshman on the soccer team when I was a senior. Uh, And I like to think that I helped shape him and mold him into the man he is today. And what he's turned into is pretty impressive because he has built an incredible business uh, with his company, Dope Promotions Group. And what started as a really a a hustle in college of you know trying to get people to come to his birthday party or throwing parties for other people has now turned into a, a full time business with uh, multiple full time staff members and uh, a really you know, lucrative and prominent presence in the, in the Boston nightlife scene. So, Ado's dope group um, they really work with a number of entertainment properties in the in the Boston area. They drive foot traffic into into venue. They also consult on everything from social media to the price of menu items to uh, helping to concept and execute new and interesting events. You know, and they've actually since in the last year moved not just you know, not just executing within the nightlife space but are also Moving on to other things, they're starting to focus on uh, more corporate-centered events. They've really, really blown out what the dope group means, and it's gone far beyond just uh, selling tickets at the door of a club, but they've, they've built it out into this really incredible nightlife and entertainment property uh, consulting group. So we have Ado joining the show here today uh, to talk about how he built that business from a hustle in college to what is now an event that most recently uh, hosted eight different New Year's Eve events across the Boston area, uh, something that's really taken off. And I think his story is super interesting. He's somebody who you can just tell from listening to him. He he loves to hustle. He loves his work. He's kind of constantly grinding and, and, and working on building his empire. And I have no doubt that with the plans that he has and the team that he's starting to put into place, that this is this is something that's just going to continue to grow. Uh, but something, as you could tell from me singing in the club, I'm not necessarily a club guy, but this interest, this episode was super interesting to me, uh, getting to see a sneak peek into the the after dark scene and what goes into you know the business side of of executing events at bars, restaurants, nightclubs. Uh, table service, all of that. There's there's a lot more to it than just going out and partying. Uh, there's a real business behind it. And Ado is somebody who is really an up-and-comer, not just in the Boston area, but 
throughout New England and, and the East Coast and, and has visions to kind of take this thing and, and blow it out even broader nationally in the, in the coming year. So with that, I'll, I'll shut up. I think this is a fantastic interview, something very different from what I've uh, done so far on this show. And yeah, that'll be it. Give it a listen. Hope you enjoy. This is Edo Kouba of Dope Promotions. plan everything so i was i would after big games if we won and like ed was like all right cool like you guys he knows like he wasn't encouraging us to party but like he knew it's natural when you go to college it's like okay the guys that are older are gonna plan everything and so Mm -hmm. like as you get older right like it becomes your responsibility like i then started becoming the the person that had the responsibility like the team party yeah getting make sure the freshmen are good the sophomores uh-huh. and all that so uh, i think that's where it stemmed or started really was just like okay uh, doing that for our team and then it became like okay everyone's asking to come out with us beyond just that and then I was lucky enough to be introduced to uh, this guy named Ace, uh, who's mm-hmm. been in the industry for, I think, like 30, 35 years plus. Um, and I basically just was having a birthday party, um, and I wanted to plan it in the city. And they, I somehow got his contact information, who usually doesn't, like, communicate with a lot of people. Uh, but I planned a, it. A guy named him. Ace is not somebody you can just find in the phone book. At all. You can find at him. all. <laughs> Like Danny, like he's, he was built for, for this like nightlife thing, his name, his, just his persona. Um, so I got his contact information. I planned uh, the birthday and I had a bunch of people come out. And so he was just like, look, like if you want to do this, like I'll teach you how to do this and like mm-hmm. build a business around it. And, um, and that's where the passion came, came from. Like obviously sports, entertainment, going out and just being with friends at the core just kind of fit my personality um and then as i started learning and soaking up a lot of the stuff that like he's done in the last 35 years him being like the biggest brand in boston yeah um and kind of in the east coast um you know i took away a lot from him and his partners and um i got to work with them for two years almost like starting when i was in school um and from there i just was like okay well I want to be him right? Yep. when I'm out of school. So like, how do I position myself to soak up everything he's saying, but still find my niche. Right. Um, so that, that's where it started from. Um, but just to kind of give you a little background. So <clears throat> Go Promotions is um, an integrated marketing uh, promotions and events activations uh, company. Uh, so we specialize in entertainment and hospitality. Uh, but what I, what basically what I saw was that um, a lot of these promotion companies are one, one dimensional. Yeah. Um, and so like when you have, or are tapped into this millennial crowd, right. You can use it in so many different ways. Like entertainment is just one angle to connect with kids. Yeah. When you think about like when you're school and you're becoming a senior, there's more than, more than just going out. Right. Like right. it's like, now you start thinking about your jobs, um, and things like that. So we've like basically used our angle of nightlife to tap into them interacting with our brand 
and now just doing other types of events. Um, again, we're, we're doing corporate events and we're also now doing, um, you know, job career events, uh, mm -hmm. now teaming up with corporate who are looking for that, that Gen Z and millennial crowd. Right. Cause they're looking for, um, you know, they're looking to tap into workforce, but they're also looking for talent. So it was a good way to kind of just bridge the gap. And again, this idea of events can be used in so many different ways. And, um, you know, next in line is festivals and things of that nature. Yeah. And so you started obviously kind of working mostly in, in like the nightlife space, it sounded like. Yeah. Um, and how did you decide that it was time to sort of step out from underneath this, this guy that's sort of like a legend in the game yeah. to like do your own thing? Um, it's tough, man. It's, uh, because th this game is, it's, um, it's all relationship based. And so like, you kind of need to know or, or feel like it's like you, like, you know what I mean? Like when you were a senior, um, and you went on, you know, trying to go play pro or, you know, trying to pursue that right thing. Like, when did you feel like you just needed to be like, Hey, look, like, you know what? The game has done so much for me. I need to step away. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like that same feeling, right? Um, that I feel like at, at one point I was like, okay, well, I need to take this next step. Um, and I need to like go do my own thing, but still have a relationship. And um, I honestly just went and had a conversation with him and told him, hey, look, like I I want to be a partner with you. And I know I have to prove myself before I can be a partner. Mm -hmm. um, so like, let me go do my own thing, but I still want to have your guidance and support. Um, and I think he just respected the, the desire for me to just want to go and, you know, build something for myself. Yeah. And so when, and so when you kind of went for that, like, you know, you had just started out going out on your own, like what were some of those first initial events or parties or whatever it was like, how'd you get your foot in the door to start, like, you know, really small building that building from the ground up. Yeah. I mean, you guys paved the way at Wonder Bar. I felt like you guys <laughs> ran, ran that place up when you guys were in, uh, obviously before I, I came into college. But um, honestly, I just started where home base was. Like everybody knew the Patrons, the drafts, like the places that you guys went to. Those are the first people I knocked on the door on uh, because I knew um, they weren't not going to take uh, a a Boston college athlete who mm -hmm. is on campus that can spread the word. Right. So it's just almost just taking a leap of faith and just saying, Hey, like um, I can bring you 200 people, not knowing I was going to bring them 200 people, but I just went on a limb and told them right. I can bring you 200 people. Like, what could you pay me? Um, and, you know, it really just started from there. The first party went out uh, like crazy. A ton of people came out. Like we were, over capacity. Um, and then from there, it was just like, okay, like now how can I build a brand around this? Like, I didn't know how to market or like yeah. use Instagram analytics, Facebook analytics and all that stuff. So that's the, the, the behind the scenes stuff that I've developed over time. But yeah. the most of it was just, just pushing and using the platform that obviously uh, BC gave us. Yeah. And I'm, I'm wondering, cause I, I, I don't know this, but you know, you mentioned like in those, in those early days, how did you, how did you figure out what a bar or a club or whatever it might be was supposed to be paying you, you know, to do something like this? Like, how did you sort out those logistics, especially in the early days when you were kind of shooting from the hip? Yeah, dude. Um, honestly, I think these bar owners probably got me for the first, <laughs> yeah, the first uh, year uh, or not even year, probably the first like 
six months that I was doing this stuff um, because, you know, obviously the business as a whole, like those relationships, those secrets, like um, Ace wasn't not trying to tell me, but that's also that like secret sauce that you need to kind of find out yourself because right. like the same deal he's going to get is not going to be the same deal I can ask for. Yeah. I just started as off. a 22 year old um, kid. No, yeah. exactly. And, and these bar owners knew that. Um, and I think obviously they took advantage of, of that probably in the beginning. Um, but just kind of scoping out of like, okay, if I'm bringing basic or when I look at the, the bar menu, if a Bud Light is six bucks, yeah. Right. Um, and I have 200 people and each person buys at least three or four Bud Lights. If I was drinking myself, like yep. four or five, six Bud Lights, even more, right. like I just did that number and I was like, okay, well, they're making X, Y, Z amount on a night. Yep. They're probably making $10,000 roughly, but let's just call it like six and up. Yep. So I was like, okay, well, why aren't they able to at least give me, I first, when I first started, it was like, I just wanted $500 cuz $500 yeah. when I was in school, I'll right. go buy natty That's lights, big I'll be money, good. Yeah. Big huge money. You're rich. Exactly. I'm I'm living life, right? So, um and so once it once it uh once the $500 after you get like at any time like when you're progressing, you first say, "Okay, hey, this salary's okay." Like I want to go now. I need to go chase that next one. Right. Yep. Um, and so that, that's really what happened. I was like, okay, the more and more I thought about it is like, okay, well, my value is more than $500 if they're making a $10,000 night, you know? Right. So um, the more and more I just kept on asking more and they kept on saying yes. Yep. Um, and so then I started figuring out how they kind of think in the sense that these guys, um, don't want to give out like margins. And I just started doing more and more research um, and not like there weren't enough people that were doing what I was doing. Yeah. So then that's when I started understanding my leverage and what I could ask for. Then I started telling them, Hey, I want the door. I yeah. want to be able to charge. I don't want anything from your bar. Let me charge a cover. Yeah. Um, and, and that's where I really started making, seeing the money coming in. And then I was like, okay, well, like now I should also ask for some of the bar too. Right. You know, um, and so I, I started piecing it together. Honestly, like, uh, there's no like one answer I could give you and tell you, hey, like this is yep. the time that I knew. Just trial and error. Yeah, yeah. It takes takes a handful of things to kind of mess around with it and you play around with it. It's like uh, getting your first job. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like you don't you don't know what you're really you know at all what you're doing. Off, yeah, at all, at all. But um, honestly, that that same experience um, takes like goes so far in the sense that like it teaches you the ins and out, even how to negotiate, how to talk to these people. Yeah. Um, because if I would have just give, if I was just given, I guess like the blueprint, um, you just follow it instead of like marking your own yeah. way, you know? <clears throat> and so it's a question like it's, for you. Did, have you ever come to a dope party though? I don't know if I've ever I, been to a dope party before. Donnie, Donnie, Donnie. I know. Killing me, dude. Killing I me, know. Dude. I got, I got to, I got to get into one. Yes, me, for sure. You give me some free cover, oh, a couple absolutely. bottles. Dunny, for you, anything, man. I'll show for you, okay. cup, cup, you, what you were in college, nails, for you, anything. Okay. For you, anything, We'll, we'll make it happen. I, I, <laughs> I can do it. I've been, I've been starting to – I'm not a big club guy, Ado, but yeah. and I can't dance. But <laughs> I, I can get into – I've, I've been starting to dip my toe in the water a little bit. So maybe, With some maybe bars? Can, okay, fine, maybe fine. You can, you can ease me in. 
All right, um, cool. So one thing that I thought was really interesting was that, you know, you kind of started off as really just like you're trying to bring people to the to bars, clubs, whatever it might be. Yeah. And it seems like the business has evolved where it's less now about just getting like a head count in the door, but yeah. you've now started consulting with bar owners of, mm-hmm. Hey, here's what your menu prices should be. <clears throat> here's what you should be charging for bottles, for tables, for whatever it might be. How did that start to become like the next you know thing that you built into the business? Yeah. I mean, I think like, um, any natural progression when you're in any sort of like vertical or industry, um, I think it's, um, at least what what I've learned by working in corporate America and seeing how a company like HubSpot transforms and is always transcending. Um, I think just looking at like what the future holds and like knowing that like, okay, when you're working in, in, in an industry like entertainment, uh, the older you get, the harder and harder it is going to be to get that crowd to come out with you. Cause they don't, they don't, um, there isn't that similarity anymore. And yeah, so if you're, a, if you're a 35 year old dude trying to get 22 year old girls to come out to the bar, it doesn't work. Yeah. Right. It, it gets weird. So, um, and so I was like, okay, well, how do I maximize my time? Right. Um, in this space. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like, that's where the corporate stuff, that's where, um, I started understanding, okay. Um, really bringing people to the, the club was just my entry point as leverage to the bar owner. Now, um, obviously if I'm bringing a crowd, uh, to that place, I, I understand the yeah. marketing that goes into that play. So like I started offering social media services and building a package around that mm-hmm. and saying, okay, Hey, if I'm bringing you the people I need to, okay, Mr. Bar owner, Donnie, like I need your brand to reflect what I'm bringing. Oh, you right. don't know how to do that. No problem. We offer that as a service. Exactly. So it became me consulting into now delivering the service social media wise. um, And then, you know, then building a team that did that. Um, And then now also going into just operations and, and just making sure, cause I'm now on the ground and I'm hearing when you come to a bar and you're a 22 year old, you're like, dude, that, that, that bouncer was an ass or that waiter was uh, rude. Like now I'm able to advise them on like the types of um, staff that they need to hire. Now that becomes another thing that I've leveraged that they need advice on and then the menus and, and things of that nature. Um, Uh And then obviously that just goes into our, our consulting as, as a whole. Um, Because a lot of these guys, it's funny enough, like, um, and I think this is a, a lot of business owners, they, um, it's harder to understand or solve things in your business when you're working in it. You know yeah, I mean? you're like so close to it that it yes. becomes impossible to see where the, the holes are, the problems are. Exactly. You know what I mean? And so like when you have an outside perspective to come in and, and shed some light around that, like it's easier, even me, like I struggle sometimes to understand like the holes in my business. And that's why I, I sometimes ask for mentors advice or ask for someone to come and look in from the outside and advise us on like different angles, when to launch certain things. Are we moving too quick? Right? Like, um, what's the biggest thing you're struggling with right now? Wow. Ah, there's, there's a lot. I mean, I think we're just making sure that when we're launching things, they're not happening too quickly. Right. Um, I think when you see a little bit of success, you're, you get happy feet and you're like, okay, Hey, like, let's go do this. Let's go do that because it's shiny. Um, and like sometimes leaving, uh, money on the table because it's not the right time or the right money, um, is hard. 
right? Uh, but I think that, I think us slowing down to speed up is probably our biggest challenge that I saw in 2019. We were, we're doing too many things um, and not being a master in just one. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. You, sometimes you want to go too fast almost and you see, yeah. you have the ideas are there, but the ability to necessarily like execute upon them is, is where that falls off. And, and it's like the, it's, it's awful because it's like, you know, you can do it, but it's like, Oh my God, I have to wait. I have to like tell my team, Hey, we can't do this, this opportunity because it's too many, um, it's too many events in one night or, you know, it's, it's, it's not our demographic, you know, it's yeah. like, it's hard to say no, but um, you know, saying no is, is sometimes, you know, the best thing um, because the opportunity may be even larger when, right. when you say yes the next time. And so now you got me thinking, so you, you started this off obviously by yourself, you know, working under some other people, but now you've yeah. really built out this, this team for yourself. Do you have full-time employees? Are these all people that kind of come in on a rotating basis? Like how is your, your team structure set up? Cause this has been, it's been what, like only two years, pretty two much. Years. You guys yeah. have been, yeah. So like how, how has that team grown and how have you built that group out? Yeah. So we do have, so uh, initially when, when it started, um, uh, we started with just a bunch of contractors and a bunch of promoters. So mm -hmm. the good thing with, um, with, not all service industries, but uh, service-based companies yeah. is that like, because if you do it right, there's like really no overhead, right? Yeah. Like you're just putting your time um, for money in exchange, right? Yeah. So like uh, we don't have any overhead in the nightlife aspect. So like I can never go on a night and take a loss unless I'm, I'm booking an artist. Right. Um, and, and that's more calculated, but like for the most part, everything that comes in is net positive. Mm -hmm. So like I can go and say, Hey, you go, it's just figuring out like that difference in like what I pay a promoter versus what the business keeps yep. uh, to help us grow. But for the most part, like um, on our corporate side, we have one full-time person that is there and working for us on like the day-to-day -day stuff. Yep. Uh, but then also just having uh, partners that, um, that have like sweat equity in the business that are willing to not get necessarily get paid right now, yep. but understand that we're building something for the long term. Um, and then also having guys like my brother, right. Yep. Uh, who's, who started businesses. Uh, he's a huge advisor and it's been helping us on the corporate side a lot. Um, and so like just finding the right people, honestly, um, in the beginning, I've, I've like four main people that are like, that do both sides. Yep. And again, they're, they're paid off like the basically a monthly breakdown to basically compensate for their time now, mm -hmm. but it is a long-term, a long-term vision that they know that, Hey, like you guys have uh, equity in, in something greater. And what is, I always ask people this, the, you know, the one, the three, the five, the 10 year vision for dope. And where do you want to you know, where do you see it going? Do you see it coming outside? Of, really, it's Boston. It seems like right now, do you see it coming outside of Boston? How do you see it continuing to to grow? Yeah, I think, um, you know, for, for us, it's um, the more and more that we can expand into different cities, mm -hmm. right? The more and more venues and the more and more opportunity we can consult and offer these ongoing services. Um, I, I, I honestly... Um, I don't know if we have a cap to like how many cities we want to be in because yep. I think the real question is like um, how much can we like 
extract from our end client? Like how much value can we give to a 21 through, um, you know, uh, even now with the corporate events, right? Like we can give internships. So it's like really our, our client base is 18 to, um, you know, 26, 27. Yeah. Um, and then even some older in the sense that like people, 30 year, 30 year olds can go to a festival. Right. And yep. that's the beauty of it. Uh, but that, that's usually our, our, um, our demo, but like, it's really just understanding, like, can we continue transcending with what the needs are with, with people in that demographic? And like, mm -hmm. can we continue creating services around that? Uh, because really the, the nightlife and promotions really just one angle that gets us in the door to understand and um, figure out like, what do you care about, Donnie? Like what's important to you? And now right. can I create other offerings around that? Gotcha. Yeah. And so I'm, the Boston area obviously is where you've, you know, that's home. It's where you've gotten your start, but I'm, I'm curious because Bo I would say Boston of, of a number of cities, at least in the area is not like particularly well-known or at least hasn't been historically for it's like nightlife. Like I can even think of five, you know, <laughs> seven years ago, there was, I don't know if there was a, a true nightclub like in the city really. And so yeah. how, how has that been like seeing that as like a city, you know, and being part of that movement of seeing you know, the, the nightlife evolve in, in the Boston area. It's, it's been honestly, it's been kind of cool because like um, we were part of that like transition, um, right. you know, when you're, when you're in, in Austin, right. Yeah. And, and you see um, you go out to the same places every single weekend. And then like now the casino now, um, you know, you have another casino in, in Springfield yeah. and then, um, you know, Connecticut's not too far. Right. So like, um, being part of that evolution and, and that growth has been, uh, has been crazy. And, and uh, like for us, um, you know, making it, not saying that we're the, the pioneers, but I feel mm -hmm. like us pushing more and more of, uh, college students to start experiencing that yeah. like club scene. Um, it's been something that we've, um, you know, we've been proud to be a part of. Right. right. And so, um, you know, for us to kind of shape the culture and, and then obviously some of these bigger players that are coming in and really like, putting like leaving their footprint right. on, on the city. Like you got Vegas, Vegas ownership coming into yes. the city. Like that makes a, that's a hard that's to a different compete with, game. I imagine. Yeah. No, no, no. I mean, and, and they're like, again, I, when, when you look at their business, like they're playing real estate, really, you know what I mean? Yep. They're coming in here, developing stuff and sitting on it and then using that as an asset and letting uh, other groups come in and run different pieces, yep. you know, restaurants, casinos, the nightclub that's in there. So it's like, um, you, I don't think you can compete on, on that level. Yeah. Um, and I, I, and I tell myself all the time, like our team is so labor laser focused. Like we don't care about like everything else that these guys do. Yeah. Um, it's, it's all about like, how can we make sure that we are the main player with college events in like in, in the Northeast here. Yeah. Right. And especially Boston, but like, we want to be those guys that uh, everyone knows like, Hey, we throw the, the best events, but then at the same time, like they also do other types of events, festivals, career right. fairs, um, and, and the whole nine. And so have you found yourself 
advertising dope as an entity like or has it been at least early on do you find it more like you're, it's it's relationship building it's referrals it's people yeah. being like oh that was great like and it's less of you pushing stuff out how has that balance been yeah i think um obviously first i thought your first question was going to be alluded to like does the no does the name dope like throw things off and i was going to be like honestly um yes and no but like yeah. to to answer your your question um well, now you got to tell me, does, does dope throw the things off? Uh, in corporate, when you're talking to, so obviously our corporate, um, our corporate brand is DPG. Uh, yeah. It still stands for Dope Promotions Group. Uh, but I've also come to learn that like a name, right, of a company doesn't really judge the service that you're going to get, right? Yeah. Like we're in 2019, um, you know, being edgy and being, um, and being yourself, right, I think is appreciated no matter uh, what is perceived. Um, so I've stopped, um, you know, worrying about what people think right. when, when, I, when they hear dope. Obviously, we still want to, like, hotels, some hotels that we work with, we had to do DPG just because, like, dope on it doesn't really sit well with the older generation. The crusty, crusty <laughs> owners of the place. Yeah, exactly. So, like, that we had to – Dunny, I have to go run, get my charger before we give me two seconds. Sorry. No worries. No worries. This quick break in the action is brought to you by Jeopardy. Suck it, Jeopardy James. We love you, Alex. And now, back to your regularly scheduled programming. Sorry about that, Dunny. Can't have, can't have the batteries running out. No, 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 no. The, the juices are flowing right now. Um, so I, what I was saying was that, like, um, essentially, like, I think it was a little bit of both, right? Like, we had to... You could, I think you can only go so far with referrals, right? Mm-hmm. That like um, college kids will always know, like if you throw a good party, like word goes out. Yep. Uh, but we wanted to be more than just, it was just BC at, in the beginning. Yep. And I wanted to be known for more than just BC events. So yep. um, I had to, you know, branch out. I had to market towards BU, Brandeis, you know, um, Wellesley, like all these different schools. Mm-hmm. Um, and a man can only go so far. Right. And, and that's the beauty of social media. It's like, I can go spend a hundred bucks and I can be in front of all of that. I could set very, very tight criteria on who my, um, you know, who I want to be in front of. And so like that played a huge role. I really think in like jumping up to that next point, right. Yep. And being able to get college kids from Alston or from, um, you know, uh, Waltham to come out to the city. Right? Yeah. So like, that was that was an important part of. And so, have that. you been doing that mostly like paid advertising? Is that what you've been doing for the most part? Yeah, I mean, um, in the beginning, I think you know, it, I, I would be lying to you if I if I didn't tell you that like I did pay for uh, advertising and being in front and and uh, having as many 
you know, eyeballs on our page. But like mm-hmm. now, like, um, you know, when we post stuff, like it, it gets in, in front of a lot of people, people share our content for us. And I think, again, that stems from being very close with our, with our clients. Like yeah. we're really hands-on, like our team parties with people. So then they, when they walk away, they're like, wow, like I really remember what, um, you know, Joe Schmo did when we were out, like he walked me to my car, or he got me that drink, you know, so like we take um, a huge like emphasis on on having really good customer uh, experience, yeah. um, or providing a good customer experience, because like, if you can build a business that, um, you know, that you obviously spend your own marketing dollars around, yeah. but also an organic around your customers, right. I think that's the, the strongest type of perfect, um, perfect business. mix. Yeah, exactly. How do you, how do you find being like your entire business is probably based around being out late at night, like your <sighs> people drinking, people have like people being crazy. How do you you know that's a tough mix of like business and fun, and how do you how do you balance doing that? Yeah, I mean, um, when you are first out of school, um, you know. It, at first, I wasn't thinking about it as a business. When I was making just like right. a couple of dollars, I would most of the time blow probably half of the money that I made. Yep, that out, night. Um, yeah, that night. Exactly. Right. So um, I think it's just, I mean, as you get older, you, you mature and you understand, okay, like, what do you really want from this? Um, and then that's when it, it becomes real. Like, hey, look, I, I can't just uh, spend all this money because I was, I was wondering after doing that for even just three months, the money that I was making each night, where was it, you know? Yeah. Um, and what could I really justify like what I was giving back towards the business? It was just, okay, give this towards Ado, but like, yeah. um, and when you're building something, it's, it's more than just you. Like you have to give back to the advertising. You have to build a team. You have to build culture. And, um, and all those, um, I think it was probably my, my senior year, right. It was like that last spring yeah. semester. Um, I remember, you know, probably wasting some of that stuff, yeah. uh, one last time before I went out. Yeah. But like, I think that's where it really clicked. Um, I think it was Cinco de Mayo. It was a party that, that, that party was when I was like, okay, well, I'm going to show, I'm going to like prove to myself that I want to build something bigger. And it yeah. starts from with my own actions. Um, just kind of being a, a replication of like what I want everyone else who joined right. my team to do. Gotcha. That's cool. Yeah. Dude, yeah I was, I know, I, I know me personally, if I was having to be out <laughs> from 11 to three, I don't know how late three in the morning, you know, people drinking, having bottles, having fun. It's not easy to kind of put on your, your business face to be able to like, you know, still, maintain a a rapport with your clients or whatever it might be yeah i mean like it's uh it's definitely not easy because like you can get when do you sleep danny you don't man um, you don't sleep I mean, you, you don't i mean you have to put the the thing is it's like i i want like i want to grow so bad that like yeah. um i know um and this is the it's a real thing because like Ace has been that guy, Ace, who put me like kind of put me on and, and, and yep. really like fostered our, our my growth and allowed all this to happen. Um, he was in this business for 35 years. Mm-hmm. There comes me who's now kind of like, 
uh, you know, leading the charge in, you know, this, and now we're partners, right. Yep. And, and uh, his brand and our brand are partners. Um, but like a lot of the, a lot of the things are, you know, him now coming to me and saying, Hey, what do you think? Yeah. Um, instead of, Hey, Ada, we're doing this. And yeah. he has that mutual respect for me. And, and I have obviously the utmost re- respect for him too. Right. So yeah. um, knowing that there's another kid in college right now, that's coming to be the next thing that I was Yeah. like every day, there's someone out there trying to basically go get your, your lunch. Right. right. So like, um, that's what motivates me to say, you know what, like I need to be the guy that is first setting up and making sure that the, the whole night is, you know, um, is, is great. I need to be interacting with all of our clients. Um, and then I need to be the last person that leaves to make sure everything is run and make sure that the venue side, because like you really have two types of clients, yeah. you have the venue and you also have your actual client, right. Or the, the consumer, right. Yeah. So, um, it's, like you want to make sure that everything is run so perfectly. So you have to give up, right. A lot of the other things that people like don't realize, like I, I put my, you know, my relationship with, with, you know, my significant other always yeah. at risk. Like she doesn't like the fact that I'm out every single, every right. single day. Right. But like, it's like making sure that you're communicating and telling them why um, even just family time. Like it's, it's hard because I'm always working. I, I miss a ton of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not all glory. Um, and I think people always just see that, Oh, because I'm, you see popping bottles and right. you know, people are celebrities out. Um, it is a ton of work and, um, and it's a grind like 24 seven, because it's really the next man's up literally every single day. You could be beat by the yeah. next new kid, you know? Right. Um, and that's why that also is what, what motivate us to diversify our revenue streams and in portfolio, because like, I didn't want to be, um, when I'm, when I'm 35, I want to be able to just say, Hey, let this new buck come and run. Right. You're dope. And we'll, we'll worry about the corporate stuff, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and, and that's, that's the hot, the idea, you know? Gotcha. That's the grind. That's, I mean, all power to you. Cause that's, that's impressive, especially like grinding that late into the, the mornings. And are you work, is this full time for you that you're doing this or do you work in other, any other jobs as well? Yeah. So I built, um, so I work at HubSpot and I'm very fortunate that it, um, it allows me to be flexible with my schedule. Obviously I'd, I'd had to work hard to get into the position I am yep. so that I can have a, a flexible schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the goal is right to, to be full time. Like I, I'd set a, a specific time frame of yep. when I wanted it to, and I needed the business to be in a certain uh, area or a certain point before. And we've lucky enough, like we've reached that point. And um, I was using every single dollar that I made at HubSpot. I was funneling it into the business. Like yeah. I lived well under my means, right? right. Like uh, for a really long time, but like um, it's, it's all, it's all worth it now because like now we have something sus- like sustainable that uh, obviously pays for the 20, um, you know, promoters that we have and, and then the, you know, other four core yep. people that are helping us on, on the corporate side, you know, so That's amazing. Um, it's, it's a, it's a long vision, but like, yep. it's, it's, you know, we're, we're getting there for sure. And did you take on any funding or anything like that at the start? Anybody helping you out or like, it was, it kind of just built from grassroots built from grassroots, man. Um, I, I think I, 
I spent $500 on my first shitty logo that yeah. I built. Um, and then from there, I just opened up a, um, I just went to legal zoom and I think I paid $1,500. Um, I somehow was able to save all of that when I was in college, which was, huh. which was amazing, but pretty good. Um, yeah, not, not bad. Um, and, and those were really the, the initial cost, everything else. I just, um, I never, I never took a penny from, from the business and, and to this point still don't. Um, and just use the, those times where I was losing money than actually making money. Like when I was going out to the city, um, you know, I used to buy tables just to build an experience for the client right. just so I could say, Hey, I have now done his contact information. I gave him a really good experience. I'm going to invite him out the next time he'll pay yeah. cover, but he knows I'm going to take care of him drinks, blah, blah, blah. Right. right. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think for the first two years, I, we probably, I, I lost money. The business didn't lose money, but I yeah. lost money. Um, and so, uh, just kind of knowing that like in the long run, it, it would pay off eventually. Um, was just kind of the, the motive and, um, you know, here we are in 2020 and, you know, having eight venues for a few yeah. years, Eve never thought I would ever, you know, be able to say that's, you know, something that we've been able to kind of check off the list. That's pretty unreal. Did you go to all eight on new year's Eve? Yeah. I, uh, I spent, um, my new year's Eve in the car. Yeah. Funny enough. So I was driving to each, each, each place and, um, you know, going around checking in and making sure, uh, everything was, was running smoothly. Um, and again, just making sure the, the partnerships that, you know, we have, we, we are, um, are, are up, like we're keeping what we were, were promising to right. our venue partners and also the partners on the specific nights that we partnered at each venue. So that's, that's um, impressive. Yeah, where did you go for New Year's Eve? What did I do? Any plans? No, I was at. I went to dinner in the North End. I was at. A, went to my buddy's. Got an apartment in Beacon Hill. Went watched yeah. on the roof deck. Pretty, pretty low key. Pretty tame. Pretty low key, huh? Pretty and you tame. see that? And see that's what motivates me, right? Is understanding. Okay, like, all right, like, what does Dunny and his friends like to do? Like, yeah. How? Like, they still go and do something that's entertaining, but like, how can I create an event around? their type of, or their definition of, of going out or, or, um, you know, partying, right. It doesn't mm -hmm. have to mean, Hey, I'm, I'm going to go and, you know, buy bottles and blah, blah, blah. Right. Like I want to find out, do you like concerts? How can I bring concerts, uh, into a more intimate and a fun experience where you don't have to go to TD garden. Right. Yep. Um, and so that, that's like, that's what we spend a lot of our time on, on the corporate side doing and figuring out. So one of my team me up perfect. Cause one of my questions I, I always ask everybody is like, what is your dream client event, whatever it might be? Like, what is the, the pinnacle for you? That would be, this is the thing that I've, I've been dying to do forever. I'm sure you have one. Like, what would that be? Yeah. I mean, so for me, you know, Pulling off festivals are very, very like tough things to do. Yep. Um, you know, not only from the client side, but like from the execution of it, the planning. Um, that was from day one the number one thing that I wanted to to be able to do because yep. um, I think that experience for people is becoming more and more. It, it's becoming huge, right? Right. Um, and it's it's really universal to 
anyone. And so um, I would love to have a festival. I don't, it doesn't really matter, like, I guess where, um, but uh, we're, we're bringing some of the top talent, right. That people listen to. And it, and it's not just hip hop. Like I want it to be, like a three day festival. And, and, and these are some of the things that like where we actually have um, dope fest, something that we've been working on for, for a yeah. while. And it's still, you know, hopefully 2023, something like that. It's, yeah. you know, fully comes to fruition, but like uh, where we can say, Hey, like we had the biggest country person, the biggest uh, DJ or the biggest like uh, rap artist, R and B artist, all in one place and providing mm-hmm. such a, a good and elevated experience for people. Um, I think that is, that is my ultimate goal for, for us. Uh, because like that still incorporates like corporate sponsors, ticket yep. sales and all these different like dynamics that make a festival um, really encompasses our business as a whole. And mm-hmm. that's like, I think I would be really, really happy if um, you know, once we get to that point um, and say like, Hey, we did, we pulled off, something like this i like that when dope fest happens i will buy a ticket full price <sighs> oh, i'll be there donnie that is uh that will probably be the the biggest milestone if if the business like like that's the one thing i want to check off right yeah. and say hey we did this and if it, it ended there obviously i yeah. don't wish that like i would right. be okay that would i would be like okay You're i'm like, satisfied okay, i built i built this to the to this yes. point yeah yes you know and um and that's what I always tell our team. Um, you know, once we get there, uh, that's going to be, it's going to open so many, so many doors. Yep. All right. Well, I won't take up too much more of your time here, but I'll, I've maybe got a couple, couple questions left. Yeah. That I can, Danny, that I can... love, I love this. I should be on, I should be on your podcast every week, man. I, love I know. Seriously. I can <laughs> get you fired up. Dude, you're going to make me go run through a wall. I'm going to be up until like five. Oh geez. Just like planning stuff. I don't want that. But... Yeah. <laughs> All right. So maybe, you know, you work in the nightlife, you're, you're around clubs, you're, you know, who is, I imagine you've seen some, some celebrities, some, you come across some interesting talent, like who's maybe a surprising person that you've, you've stumbled across, like didn't know was going to be around or who's somebody that you've actually like hired that you've said, okay, that was cool that I brought in so-and-so or this athlete or whatever it might be that like came and stopped by your table or your party or whatever. Yeah. I mean, um, I think anytime, to be honest, I don't, um, Hmm. one rings there's there's not like one that rings a bell i think each one has a really really special like uh place at each type of party right like when you do um you know the celtics guys that come you know weekly and support you now that becomes like a norm right right and it's not like not saying that we're not excited about them happen, you know, coming out to any of the parties yeah. that, that we have. You're not like starstruck necessarily. No, yeah. you know what I mean? So like each time someone comes out, it's like, okay, cool. Like, how can I, I think honestly, the one that was, that was like really big at the time was probably Camille when yeah. she was just getting on the stage uh, or she had a big stage before, but like when she was on the cover of the, of the stream of, of, um, of uh sports illustrated yeah sports illustrated um honestly that was like probably a big time because like everybody wanted her around and like right. 
for her, like, I, I don't think she was going out places, right? Yeah. So like, when she first came out, you know, with us and in, in our 617, right? Like, um, I thought that was a pretty big deal. And, and that fostered into her, you know, you know, doing whatever speaking or other stuff that she's done. Yeah. Um, and, and obviously, kudos, kudos to her. Um, but like, you know, recently, like, you know, Ty Dolla Sign and, you know, some of these other artists, um, you know, like, it's been awesome. And it, it's crazy that they even come out to parties that, that we're, right. that we're, that we're at and, and throwing. Um, I don't think there's one that says like, wow, you know, Gronk, yeah. Gronk had come out with us before, um, you know, yeah, I think those those are the like big ones. We've we've had almost every um, you know every artist. You know, Post Malone was was crazy. Yeah, I thought that was that was huge. That was fun. Um, yeah, there's there's been a lot. And is it usually like these guys are in town? Like I assume the athletes, obviously, like you know they're they live around here, so it's maybe a little more frequent. But like the artists, like a Post Malone is coming in for a two night yeah. show at the Garden, yeah. and the, and are they just looking for a good time? And you, you know. How does that, how do you make those connections? Yeah. I mean, um, you know, I think obviously for us, um, you know, we came into a dynamic where again, um, having someone like Ace and his partners and his team that he's built up and his connections, right? Like you become more and more exposed to those people, those managers when they're out. Yeah. Uh, so you, you show face, right? You say, yeah. you go and try to like be around and try to take a picture or, you know, introduce or shake someone's hand. Um, and that's where those relationships stem from. But also like uh, we work with uh, some of the DJs that basically put out those, those artists' music, right? So yeah. like, Jamming ninety four point five. Um, we have a very close relationship with uh, DJ Pup Dog, which yeah. was again fostered by uh, another one of the guys that like helped me become where I am today. His name's right. Amit. Um, he he's like basically like Pup Dog's right hand guy, and yeah. uh, we started a night together. He actually let our team join a night that he started, and we became partners. Yeah. Um, and through that, I became you know very close friends with DJ Pup Dog who obviously works with their labels and their, you know, yep. their whole setup. Right. And so then you now have a different angle to get in front of those artists, right? right? Like when you have the biggest radio station and the biggest, you know, one of the biggest DJs, um, you know, talking about, um, Hey, come to my, my night where I'm working with this promoter. Right. Right. It only helps to get those artists. And yeah, um, that's how you can get them, not at this premium price right. because now you have a relationship with them. You have so many angles gotcha. at them, you know, that's cool. Yeah. Um, and also I think just like um, when you get them early, right? Like we've gotten some people before they've, they've blown up. Yeah. Um, and like those guys also appreciate that. You know what I mean? It's right. like when you're recruited by your first college, you're like, Oh my yeah. God, like that guy believes That's in cool. me. I'm going to rock with that guy first. Uh, so there's always a, a lot of that stuff. Um, and then just honestly, just putting up the the investment for these guys, right. When yeah. they're in town, you always being the guy, even if other people don't want them, you saying, you know what? Like this person didn't want to book you. Don't worry. We'll book you. Right. So Whatever like you want. Yeah. You kind of make yeah. sure to take care exactly. of it. Yeah. 
exactly. So it's like, it's a give and take relationship for sure. Um, But it's always just one that, you know, that it's going to harbor into something else in the future. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll end on, we'll end on that because I think that's a a cool place to, uh, to stop it off. So that, that is Edo Kuba, the founder, CEO of Dope Promotions. If you're ever in the Boston area, hit them up. Yes, sir. Give, give some plugs. If people need, if people want to party, what if they want to follow you? Like how do, how do they get in touch? How do they book a party? What's, what's the best way to find you? Best, best way to find us right now. Um, um, at least on the entertainment side, uh, on our social media is dope promotions. Um, and again, we have a bunch of all of the venues that we, we promote on a weekly basis. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you can also find our corporate site over at dpgbrand.com. Um, and that's, again, more tiered towards the, the corporate events. Um, and, and then usually you, if you want to follow my personal Instagram, um, which is Edo, uh, Edo Kuwuba, uh, you find me on there and um, always – always communicating. So you always easily can find me for sure. All right. Well, that's, that's a wrap this week's episode of destination different. Ado, thank you for coming on. Thank you, Donnie, for having me, man. Hey, I hope, I hope uh, I get another invite soon. Another episode of Destination Different is behind us. Thank you all for tuning in to this week's conversation with Edo Kawuba of Dope Promotions. I thought that was fascinating. I mean, I'm thinking that these club promoters are out here just taking cover money and that's how it all works, but clearly there's a massive, massive business that goes on behind the scenes that most patrons of a bar or club don't ever see, uh, but Ado is somebody who's really seeming to get that figured out. So I personally love this interview, found it to be different and unique and exactly what we're trying to do on this show is bring together different personalities and different business owners and entrepreneurs who are starting their own thing and paving their own way for themselves. And Ado is, is a perfect representation of that. Once again, thank you so much for tuning in to this show. I think we're just getting, I think it's just getting better and better here as we continue to get great guests, people who are doing interesting things. I'm figuring out the interview portion of things and asking the questions. It's the talking to myself in an empty room. That's still the tricky part for me, but we'll get there. We'll get there. If anyone has any ideas of how to spice up these beginnings and these ends, I'm all ears. Maybe I just cut it out all together and just send you right to the interview. Music, interview, more music, goodbye. Maybe we'll give that a shot. But for now, I do appreciate you tuning in and listening. As you know, this podcast can be found anywhere that podcast can be found. Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, whatever the hell that is. You can go and find it. So... Get on there, give it a download, subscribe, leave a review if you feel like it, a good one, if you really feel like it, a five-star review if you really, really feel like it, and we'll see you next Wednesday. Stay weird.
me superpowers We fell in love For just a couple hours I can't tell the difference Between what's fake and what's been missing Often I'm misunderstood So I'm looking for a better me This is your love song, baby I hope that you know the words This is your love song, baby I hope that you know what you were oh, oh, oh. We should take time, take time 